Swimcast is recorded live in front of a feline audience. And I'm Andrew. And this is Swimcast. Hey, Andrew, what's Swimcast? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Swimcast is the podcast where Jessica makes me watch movies that were near and dear to her heart in the 90s. Uh, But I did not see the same movies because I was a grown ass man living in Japan at the time. That's right. And as we've seen, some of them have aged well and some not so well. Not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and and due to availability, we've drifted off that theme a little bit, but with hilarious results. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully we'll bring it, bring it back home today. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just explain that Swimcast stands for See What You Missed because these were movies that I missed. And some of them I regret missing because I have liked some of them, but a lot of them, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, so when, when I called Chip today, I was like, hey, Andrew, ready to watch some garbage? <laughs> <laughs> I am down for some hot garbage today. Oh, yeah, I need it. <laughs> Is this something we can uh, be angry about today? Oh, <laughs> oh maybe. Maybe. I don't think I've actually seen it. I think I've only seen bits, but it, it'll it'll fit the theme, so. Okay. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm keeping it a surprise till the last minute. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, as we did kind of pre-discuss there, I have very little to mention that's uh, really happened in the fa- past couple weeks since we've uh, last recorded, other than... Uh, I'm really getting into taking long walks because that's about the only thing one can do these days. Aren't you going to talk about how hot it's been, Andrew? Or are we going to discuss the weather, your favorite topic? <laughs> I thought at some point early in our podcasting, we said we weren't going to be a weather podcast. <laughs> I think those are exact quotes from episode one or two. Uh, but yeah, it was bloody hot for about a week. And oh my uh, God. yeah, <laughs> pretty. I, I resorted. I resorted to the hillbilly air conditioning in which I perched a bowl of ice in front of a fan, and it lasted <laughs> about like three minutes, and before it was just like melting, and then just making everything more humid because there was a bowl of water <laughs> sitting in the living room with a fan blowing across it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then just like sort of like mopping myself with like a wet face cloth just to <laughs> keep from passing out at like 11 o'clock at night when the the temperature indicator in my living room says it was 29 celsius yeah i have the same problem being on the, the the top floor of a wood frame building all of the heat rises through the building yeah. and it's hot until midnight at least yeah no i've been yeah uh shower just before bed and shower immediately upon getting up (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) sweaty beast (laughs) at least it's not on fire (laughs) we're not on fire like most of the continent right now so true true so i have been going for longer walks and stuff especially into the evening the early evening just because it's cooler outside than it is inside (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, what about you, Jessica? I think there's a few things you can talk about you've done. <laughs> Oodles! Although, <laughs> as we've said, we should be doing nothing. But yeah, my, my little bro got married last week. So they were, we were originally supposed to be in Vegas this week for their wedding, but obviously that got, that got canceled. So his fiance's parents have like a giant backyard. So they had a wedding in their backyard and it was, it was super cute and it was super fun, but it was not without drama. <laughs> the oh, drama oh. was completely of my doing because right when I got ready to leave to drive there, my car was completely dead. Like, oh, no. I couldn't even unlock the doors dead. So cue me in full, like, formal dress. My hair is all done. My makeup's all done. Running around my building. Granted, the hottest day of the year. Right. <laughs> knocking on doors, like, hoping one of my neighbors is home to hopefully give me a jump. And so, like, my next door neighbors, who are actually, like, very nice people, they're like, they were wanting to help me, but they're like, oh no, we have an electric car. Like, we don't know how oh. to, how that works. So there was a lot of like manual reading and <laughs> sort of like on both of our parts going, um, I think we can do it. Oh, oh, apparently the battery's in the back. Okay, I have to turn around. So eventually they did get me jump started and I made it to the wedding okay. But then all of the time going, well, shit, well, am I going to make it home? But oh, uh, right. luckily, yeah, but luckily my brother's father-in-law is super handy and had a garage full of tools, um, much like my dad. They're basically like the same guy, <laughs> but uh, he had some battery measuring thing. So he like checked oh, my yes, car. Yes, He's yes. Like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, your alternator's working fine. And yeah, it seems like your battery's holding a charge. So I must have, I had gotten groceries the night before, so I must have like not close the door properly or left a light on like i didn't leave my my headlights weren't left on but like yeah if i hadn't closed the door properly the you know what's it the the dome light or whatever probably right. stayed on and zapped the battery overnight so wow yeah it's been fine it's been fine since so <laughs> but yeah luckily <laughs> i had been planning to go about two three hours early because my mom my mom's like, you have to do my hair, you have to do my hair. And she'd been like sending me all these like weird Russian YouTube videos of how she wanted me to do her oh, hair. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, mom, that's not a real head. And that's not real hair. I can't do your hair like that. <laughs> so luckily uh, I had built in that time cushion. So I wasn't late for the actual wedding, but yeah. And it turned out to be a really lovely day despite being the hottest day of the year. Um, my brother's in-laws are super lovely people and they're very funny. Oh, uh, my brother's best man, his best friend since high school, because <laughs> their wedding got canceled, his gift to my brother and his wife was he purchased a bunch of cameos. Are you familiar with cameos? Oh, 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 where you get celebrities and minor celebrities to uh, record a greeting or something for you. Yeah, yes. so he got a bunch of cameos and had edited them into a, a video for them. There was a couple, <laughs> like, they were all inside jokes with my brother. Like, they were these really, like, vulgar 1990s, like, very New York comedians. Nice. <laughs> who I, I didn't know who they were. Um, but one of them that he got for my brother's wife specifically, and which excited me deeply, was Elijah Wood. What? I was... <laughs> I know! 
I know. I was like, oh my god, it's Frodo. <laughs> and then he edited in a clip from Lord of the Rings where, not Frodo, the other hobbit is named yes. Sam. And my brother's name is Sam. All and right. his wife's name is Sam. So... <laughs> It was, yeah, it was, like, really cute. And the two comedians were very, um, they were like, what the fuck, you were going to go to Disneyland for your honeymoon? All right, that seems stupid. <laughs> but Elijah Wood seemed like, he was just so lovely. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so sad your wedding was canceled. He's like, oh, that just sucks so bad. He's like, but I think you're going to have a great day. Like, he was just so positive and so cute. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so it wasn't like the... it wasn't like Elijah Woods was also being being rude and crude like the other comics. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be that hilarious. Would be hilarious, that would be hilarious. Yeah, it's on <laughs> it's on YouTube, but it's like a private YouTube because it has like copyrighted stuff in it. So oh right, right. Yeah, so it couldn't be on YouTube. But yeah, I'll have to I'll have to try and show you it at some point. But yeah, <laughs> it was pretty exciting. See, I told you I had a bunch of stuff to talk about. And then right. my, 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 so my cousin, I had the week off work, which was a joy <laughs> because like we can't go anywhere, but I still got to burn those vacation days. So I had like a nice week off work. Um, my cousin was staying with me for the time. So like I hadn't actually seen her in about three years. I'd seen her kids, <laughs> her <laughs> daughter who comes and usually stays with me in the summer. And she's uh, going to be 16, I think, uh, on Tuesday. Wow. Oh my God. But yeah, so my cousin came and stayed with me and we just caught up and like watched old movies <laughs> from our childhood, drank a lot of wine. Actually, we didn't drink a lot of wine. We drank a lot of strawberry lemonade Budweiser, which is actually really good. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Hard pass here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was tasty. Yeah. And then we went and got tattoos, you know, as you do. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm kind of in the, the healing process from that, uh, trying to not have tattoo remorse, but <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Do you want to explain the tattoo now that uh, you've yeah, just so casually what mentioned? It, what it is, is Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes taking a piss on the American flag. <laughs> <laughs> How, how long have you been holding this back inside? You, you've been holding this up the the entire time since your tattoo, right? You've been you've been waiting to drop this bomb, right? The joke. <laughs> uh, no, because that's the joke I make about like because I have a tattoo on my back that it's just really old and it's really faded and I want to get it covered up mm -hmm. um, just because it hasn't aged well but the, that's the joke I make I'm like it's not that it's offensive it's not that it's <laughs> taking a piss but uh <laughs> yeah so the one on my back like I want it'll be a safer upper for sure because I found some like really cool like floral designs that I think will probably take like eight hours but at like two hundred dollars an hour that's gonna it's gonna cost me wow. so yes no, I got... Uh, <laughs> okay, let's really explain it before we have the entire right wing of the United States <laughs> dumping hate on us. Uh, what did you actually get as a tattoo? It's, it's, um, 
the star constellation Scorpius because I am a Scorpio, so and I very much like astrology, Andrew. So, <laughs> but I was sort of joking. I was like, I have my star sign. It's like my options are the constellation, a scorpion, which I wasn't about to get because it's gross. <laughs> Uh, with a, a matching barbed wire tattoo around your arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like with flames coming out of it or like, flames. you know, crawling out of a skull or something. Although the tattoo artist that we did go to, that was, that's kind of his vibe. So <laughs> he's not like a little cutesy tattoo guy, but uh, yeah. Or like the glyph. Oh yeah, I have to come back to the tattoo artist in a minute. But yeah, okay. the third option would have been the glyph. Scorpio which is basically just like an M with like a little arrow on the end of it so exactly it would have been like oh what does the M stand for and I'd have to be like oh it's the glyph for Scorpio I mean most people would probably know but like it would if it was tiny it would just look like a little M on me so instead I got like a giant star constellation (laughs) on my side so but it's cool it's cool I like it okay and what about the tattoo artist big scary burly oh no he wasn't a big scary guy but he was pretty he was kind of burly because we went into the tattoo place because they said they do take walk-ins so we went in the one day and he seemed like really kind of grumpy oh so we're like oh oh." because i think but i think though because the girl that was in front of us who was talking to him she had like this photograph of a tree and she's like Mm. i want this tattooed on me but i want it about two centimeters big and he's like you can't do that. Like, he's like, that would have to be about, like, the size of an A4 paper if you want that detail kind of thing. Yeah. So, Hmm. um, but yeah, no, he ended up being, like, really nice. Yeah, really easy going. And he, because, yeah, we sort of told him what we both wanted, my cousin and I. He took, like, some photos from us, like, of the ideas we had. He's like, okay, I'll put some together. And when you guys come back tomorrow, we'll do it. And then, so, when we came back, yeah, he was... It was really nice. Uh, both my cousin and I, neither of us, like, barely felt the tattoo, even though mine is apparently one of the most painful places to get it, like, right on your your rib cage. But, yeah. Yeah, that, and, that, yeah and he was... When you told me, like, I, I asked you that question. <laughs> yeah, but he was, yeah, he was really professional, like, total perfectionist, because you know how they put, like, the stencil on first, like, yes, on yes. my cousin, because she was getting some, like, script on her shoulder. He kept thinking, like, he put it on about 10 times, and he was, like, asking the other artists, he's like, is this straight? Does this look okay? Like, just making sure it was perfect. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and, like, he just, like, you know, was checking in the whole time, giving the tattoo, like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Like, and then he ended up charging us, like, way less than oh. we thought he was going to charge us for. He's like, yeah, since there's two of you, you know, 150 bucks each, even though, like, we were probably there for three hours. Wow. Which would have been 600 bucks. So, yeah. So, no, he was a really nice guy. So, wait, you you had that big tattoo done in one one go? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, okay. The actual tattooing probably took 20 minutes. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah right, so. because it, yours doesn't really have color. It's just uh, just the yeah. black, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's like no shading. It's just like dots, little dots and stars. So, yeah, dots and See, lines. I have, yeah, my cousin's I have no idea. I have no idea. I have never stepped into a tattoo oh, parlor. Oh, you got to get some I, ink, Andrew. No. <laughs> Yeah, do I it. I managed. I managed to live this long without it. I oh, that's really exactly don't think the it. perfect time then. <laughs> I'll get that Calvin pissing. <laughs> yeah, do it. Full sleeve. Full sleeve. 
But yeah, no, as we were, cause he had up a bunch, like his style, like, cause like I wanted something super dainty and delicate. And I wish, like the one I got, like I wish it had been a bit more dainty, but I think all the pictures I saw online are just not real tattoos. Um, cause you can't really tattoo them that tiny, but it's, it's not bad. But his style is very sort of chunky and blocky and like full color, like solid color, not like a lot of shading or anything. And one of the pictures he had on his wall of his artwork was like the Playboy bunny, but instead of its face, it was mm -hmm. uh, boobs. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> the, a bunny, a bunny the, with boobs? So like, you know, like the Playboy logo, right? Like the, yeah. the rabbit? Yeah, That's just the kind rabbit of the silhouette. Head. Yeah, yes. and so instead of the face, it was like a set of boobs. <laughs> so we were uh, joking about like, while I was getting my tattoo, my cousin's like, so like, <laughs> we're looking at the boob bunny. And he's like, oh, I'll do it on you for free right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I only got. He's like, I've only gotten to do it once, and it was some guy who got it on his foot. And he's like, No, it was great. He's like, I like did all the shading. Like the nipples were brown, and I was like, That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where where did you get it, Jessica? <laughs> oh, where, oh, the boob bunny. Yeah. Oh, on my face. You haven't seen me yet. You'll see. I <laughs> oh, can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, it's real. It's classy. <laughs> yeah, nice. no, but it was it was it was overall good, and I have I'm not fully regretting it yet. Hopefully, it'll, <laughs> I, I'm just like I think it's because I'm so pale that the black ink on my side, which is like where it never sees the sun, just like really <laughs> stands out. Right. I think it'll it, it will fade a little bit, obviously, over time. Like I have actually. The, the tattoo I have on my ankle I've had for about almost 20 years now too and it's it's pretty still pretty dark and solid my yeah. Britney Spears logo <laughs> that I didn't know was the Britney Spears logo yeah what what what's the count up to now you have three three yeah three. okay yeah and my cousin has nine so <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah well yeah but the only two I have I've gotten with her like when we were 18 so <laughs> she's gotten she's gotten more over the years in my head, I just popped into my head, you know, because I I'm kind of against all of these script tattoos. I I find it it's it's it'll be the new regret in five years. No uh, regrets, especially if they're misspelled. <laughs> we have to when you sign the waiver at the tattoo place, it says like the artist is not responsible for double checking your spelling. <laughs> That's good because yeah, yeah, you you just mentioned that one, but I was just thinking. <laughs> My first tattoo would be a script one that says, live, laugh, love. Oh, yeah, do it. Do it. No, no, you got to get Chinese characters that, like, mean something that you different than what you want them to. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it means peace. No, it means, like, pork noodle soup. Yeah. Well... <laughs> No, tattoo is not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should Just do it, Andrew. Not, Everybody. Not my, thing. Or pierce, not my pierce thing. Pierce something. Pierce something. Pierce something. <laughs> Septum. <laughs> Full bull ring. Septum, damn near killed him. <laughs> <laughs> On that, let's... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> 
on that, let's let's get to the movie because we've uh, oh yeah we've I rambled about for that part. yeah yeah we got to watch a movie yet. Oh yeah, we got plenty to cut out of that though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so what is the mystery movie today? So the cinematic masterpiece that I have chosen, the 2003 film What a Girl Wants, starring Amanda Bynes. Okay, well. <laughs> I am pretty damn sure I have not seen this movie. <laughs> I haven't either, and because we're on the phone, I can't look up on my phone what it's about. <laughs> I can't figure out how to do that. But I think like the premise is she doesn't know who her dad is or finds her dad, who is like some hoity-toity British guy. And Wait, so... is, is this Mamma Mia or What a Girl Wants? <laughs> There is significant overlap with Mamma Mia because Colin Firth is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I got—I guess I've got to boot up Netflix and let, let's go. Let's let's see how trash it really is. Okay, well I think that's the shortest we've ever talked about the movie before starting. So let's get right into it. Back from the movie. The perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a perfect movie? It, it certainly um, wrapped yes. up perfectly. <laughs> I mean, it had its problems, but I deeply enjoyed it. And it was DJ Cinderella. <laughs> no, 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 again. no. It was DJ Cinderella 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but, it, but it was... 17 years before DJ said no one in DJ Cinderella was born when this movie was made. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This is the sequel. <laughs> the sequel. The prequel sequel. The sequel oh. that was made before. Yeah, exactly. The exactly. Time travelers. <laughs> Absolutely. But okay. so, so much better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, DJ Cinderella was certainly a watered down version. But but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe all the the bit actors in DJ Cinderella were huge stars in Brazil. I don't know. <laughs> Something tells me no, though. Something tells me they they haven't won the whatever the Brazilian Oscars are. <laughs> okay, well, where do we start? I guess we start with a. Do you want to do a synopsis of of the movie so people don't have to watch it? Well, we don't have to because it's DJ Cinderella. <laughs> Well, that's assuming that people have watched DJ Cinderella. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think I briefly said before the movie what I kind of knew it was about, which was true. But basically, so Amanda Bynes grew up in New York. Like, she was poor. Her mom was a musician. But apparently her mom, as like a young, not teenager, but like early 20-something, had traveled the world and met this handsome British man in Morocco and they got married in Morocco in some sort of ceremony of questionable legality <laughs> and then went back to Britain with him. But his hoity-toity family like rejected her and... Chased her off, really. 
Yeah, yeah, they they basically got rid of her and they made Colin Firth think that she had left him and she they made her think that Colin Firth got rid of her to split them up. 17 years later, Amanda Bynes is having serious daddy issues <laughs> and and flies to England to find him and then hijinks ensue. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's about sums it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she's the wild child, the Ameri- like American love child, but then she's like, oh no, I want my daddy to love me. So she tries to be all proper and like a debutante and stuff. And then that was the funny. Firth. Yeah, the funny part was all of these because now she's uh, in a royal family, and so there's photographers taking photos, and she looks dead inside in the photos taken when she's trying <laughs> to be proper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you mean when she's an Epstein victim? Yeah. <laughs> it was just pictures of her as a 17-year-old with all these, like, gross old rich men looking really miserable. <laughs> like, she wasn't with other, like, posh people her own age, because most people were in this movie, too, but they weren't in those photographs. <laughs> yes, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> so, and this would 2003 would have been, like prime Epstein operating time too. <laughs> gross, 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 gross. Well, yeah. yeah and then... Well, the, yeah. And then to, to, to sum up, yeah, uh, Colin Firth realizes the error of his ways and wants to go back to his bad boy lifestyle, his his carefree ways, but still be rich. Yes. And then flies to New York and then reunites with, I don't know, what was her name? The character, Amanda Vines' character. Libby. Oh, 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 the mother. No, that was, that the, was mom. the mom. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> I just, I totally I just called don't her. don't remember her name at no, all. I just called her Amanda Bynes through the whole thing. I know. And Colin <laughs> Firth, he was Lord Dashwood. I don't remember his first. Oh, Henry. Libby was the mom. <laughs> Kelly Preston. Um, I do not remember Amanda Bynes' character's name. One bit. <laughs> I have to look it up, but like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I am not even joking. Sorry, let's see. What was this movie called again? Okay. <laughs> wow, short-term memory. Daphne. Daphne. Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just going to refer to her as Amanda, though. Oh, she, yeah, we're going to call her Amanda Bynes. <laughs> because I haven't been watching as many uh, recent TV series, so I'm not as familiar with Colin Firth. I know, which is shocking. <laughs> okay, you don't have to be familiar with recent TV series to ah. be familiar with Colin Firth. When I was talking about the High Sparrow from Game of Thrones, that's not Colin Firth. That was like the old guy who yes. was the no, no, no. the I, evil fiancé. I, I got that, yeah. but I'm saying Colin Firth, his name doesn't mean much to me. So I was kind of racking my brains because he does look like a little bit like somebody else that I do know, which is Tim Robbins. So... I, and I'm just, I'm sitting here like pinching the bridge of my nose, just like an absolute disgust and frustration. <laughs> How do you have Colin Firth? He's a huge movie star. He's won Oscar. Well, I guess I have not seen any of his movies. Bridget Jones? Nope. Bridget Jones 2? Nope. Bridget Jones 3? Nope. <laughs> Love Actually? Nope. The King's Speech? Nope. A Single Man? Nope. There's more. Pride and Prejudice? Nope. 
Oh my god. <laughs> and so, I can't, this, there's more. This Obviously podcast there's more. is- Obviously there's many, 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 many more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just told, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Nope. <laughs> this podcast has really made it clear to me what a crazy little bubble I've made of my own life. <laughs> oh my God, seriously. Turn on I the thought, TV once in a while, Andrew. <laughs> I thought I knew stuff about pop culture. I know stuff about internet pop culture and dank memes, but... <laughs> but like, Colin Firth is pretty ubiquitous. I mean, I... I'm, Not no, in the I movies forgive, I watched. I can't forgive Heath Ledger either. You didn't know who he That's Heath right, Ledger I was. didn't. I can't really forgive that either. Ah. Even if you haven't seen the movies, like you should know of them because he was the Joker. Oh, I knew. Oh, talking about Heath Ledger. That I knew. Joker. He was Brokeback Mountain. Like, oh. obviously, like the cultural okay. references aren't even there. Oh, I'm so frustrated with you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we digress. Yes. <laughs> okay, where are we going to go from here? I don't know, but this, like, I think this movie really fit our theme because we were able to, I would say, at least in my notes, I was able to break it down the way we usually do into yeah, the, various, yeah. the various sections. So do you want to start with the music first? Because yeah, there was quite sure. a bit. Yeah, that was a surprise that there was actual, <laughs> a, a lot of music uh, of the 2003 era, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was quite proud of myself for some of the name that tunes. But like the premise was the mom was like a wedding singer, right? So there was a lot yes. of covers. Yeah. She like blasphemy. She covered Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> like how dare you? And and Belinda Carlisle. Yes, but that's less blasphemy to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, obviously because big. Well, I'm jumping over to stereotypes, but when Amanda Bynes runs off to London, the Clash. Oh, the Clash. London, London calling. calling. Yeah, that was a bit obviously bit too on the nose, but. Uh... <laughs> And I was quite impressed that they threw in some electro swing. <laughs> okay, it was so funny that you mentioned that because I had not heard the term electro swing until recently when I was listening to this podcast called Overcooked and Underlooked. No, wait, Undercooked and Overlooked. <laughs> it doesn't matter, it's, it's it works the, both ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, well, it's the, the same guys that do the worst idea of all time, but they had these two micro series where they watched rob schneider's netflix series <laughs> and apparently that show uses electro swing for all of its transitions and they commented on how weird that was <laughs> and how it was such a micro moment in music it was yeah it kind of so came micro that i missed it apparently <laughs> well circa 2003 or if it was like just before that that would have been like when i was pretending to have really pretentious taste in music so <laughs> like that's probably why although that doesn't excuse why I was like, able to identify I Want to Be Bad by Willa Ford on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, yep. I I vaguely know the name, but I wouldn't be able to pick out oh. the song. She dated Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. She was oh, like number one on the That's why you list. know. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> We're like, who's that skink? <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one one song that came along is kind of an important song, uh, or like that scene is when Colin Firth is loosening up. It's rock and roll hoochie coo, which is uh, <laughs> this 
American 70s rock song. Uh, and uh, obviously that's a, a memory lane song for Colin Firth. Because he was really, you know, he and Amanda Bynes were kind of going around town and they're looking through old records from the 70s. And that song is definitely out of the 70s. I remember it on all of the uh, rock stations would play that song. So I'm, oh, I didn't I'm know very, that was a real song. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm very I familiar with those, that song. Like, I don't like it, but, oh, I, wow. I, but I, I know the song. Oh, I yeah. thought it was soundtrack filler. No, absolutely not. That was a big hit. Oh, okay, because at one point I was like, I think they ran out of music budget after I Want to <laughs> Be Bad. But then, but no. then in the credits, it was people who were like a thing. Into it was like Michelle Branch. Yes. I was like, oh, I remember Michelle Branch, Duncan Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't either of their like big hits, so that's why. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't uh, what was her song everywhere, and his was I am barely breathing. Yes, or, but it was. Uh, there was oh. a lot of music. They were missing that was... some Lifehouse. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of music that was very singer-songwriter, Michelle Branchy kind of uh, female singers. There was a lot of that through the movie. And, and I, I certainly remember that era. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, and it features heavily to in a bunch of the movies. Yeah, theme. exactly. Yeah, oh. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But another we couldn't believe it was that you know amanda Bynes is known for recording music and and has an album no, i don't two. know if she i don't know if she is oh, but like that's I what I, was... I i was i was i was presuming that that was one of the career paths she was trying to take oh. around this time because like i must be totally conflating her with mandy moore <laughs> Right. Okay. So maybe she, eh, maybe she didn't have an album. Yeah. Like, but like those kind of like bland, like <laughs> girl guitar songs. I was like, oh, maybe she's trying to make this a thing. Yeah. She might have though, because she was like a Nickelodeon child star, and they kind of like you know did all the things like a Miley Cyrus or a Selena Gomez or something. Exactly. But yeah. So the, so yeah. The soundtrack. Again, the soundtrack. She tells doesn't us sing. Otherwise. Yeah. But this yeah. is a weird thing that all of these singers turned actresses that we've seen in the other teen movies, also none of their music is in the movie, which is shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, even Jessica Simpson. Oh, because they were trying to be serious actresses. Uh, <laughs> Private Valentine, London Nature's prestige but, piece. But you would, you would think <laughs> that they would at least shoehorn one of their songs in oh, for the yeah. royalties yeah. and credit, you know. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> Wasted opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost like you shouldn't have your parent as your manager. <laughs> yes, that's that's definitely a, a good call. <laughs> oh, Brittany's in the news lately because she's back in court yet again to oh, get her father. It makes me yeah, it makes me so sad. Hashtag free Brittany. I love Britney Spears. Yeah, her I want father is still running, running the show when it comes to her money. Yeah, and she was, she's trying to get out of it, like, mm -hmm. and like even like the ACLU was like, "We'll help you do this." I was like, oh wow! Holy shit! I'm like, don't you have like historic levels of systemic racism to be fighting? But like, <laughs> you're actually going to bat I mean, for Britney. Yeah. Oh, well, bat I mean, Britney. Well, that's what... <laughs> Didn't even realize. <laughs> Oh, jeez. That was an umbrella. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, that's smashing. Yeah. No, that's a relic. Okay. Okay. But yeah, like that's so sad because like she's an adult. And even if she does have some disability, she still has rights to her own identity. It's not even like some other artists where she signed a bad contract and it's about her work or like her catalog or something. No, it's her whole life. Right. That's so sad. Like she's 40, like so sad. Because obviously she's not well, mm. but she doesn't need to be manipulated by puppet masters and whatnot. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Okay, you, let's. You, you've hit you've hit on a sore spot for me, Andrew, and that's Britney Spears. Okay, well, let's move it along then. What about cute boys, Mila Kunis's, and Maya Rudolph? We'll move on to that. Uh, did you have any cute boys in this movie? Um, Colin Firth was in this movie. End <laughs> of list. Okay, oh, okay, so I can. So dreamy. <laughs> He was actually, you know, for a posh upper class dude, he was uh, a right guy. You know, he was surrounded by snakes, everyone controlling and manipulating his future and everything like that. Trying, you know, in a way to help him, to make him uh, more successful, but they're all snakes. But he was a, a, a decent person. And, you know, by the end of the movie, he's, really stepped away from everything to get uh, Amanda Bynes' mom back. Yes, and also he is Colin Firth. <laughs> uh, okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, fine. He's fine. so hot. <laughs> so I guess none of the, uh, the royal British boys were doing it for Oh my you. God, and I'm so disappointed because that is like 100% my type, but the ones they particularly picked for this movie were so repulsive, <laughs> so <laughs> repulsive. Like the frosted tips guy, and yes. then he had like two friends, like they were just so repellent. <laughs> I mean, maybe there was like a couple guys in the background where I'm like, oh, you're very handsome because like you're wearing this like posh suit, but like they were deep background, like right. not worth really noting. But yeah, like the, the guys, the main guy, that blonde guy that the <laughs> evil stepsister wanted to get with and who was trying to get with Amanda Bynes with like, the, yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah. So and, repulsive. And like being touchy feely. Oh. That's why he ended up yeah, in the lake. Yeah, ropey, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like sexually assaulting people. Like he should have had way worse things happen to him because he ended up marrying the stepsister at the end. And That's right. Horrible yeah. People, but like he should have had way worse consequences. Like they shouldn't have ended up with what they wanted. They should have ended up miserable. Like the 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 grandpa of her, that girl who was um, <laughs> the high sparrow, just like doing the tour guide on the double decker bus. <laughs> Become fully oh. disgraced from society. Oh, Jessica. Oh. So naive. No, so, the rich always so get bad. away with it. But not in this movie because the guy was the double-decker bus tour guide. He was the only one who didn't get away with it. Everybody else oh, that's was still a rich person. Even his daughter and granddaughter. Mm. Yeah. I know. And <laughs> well, I mean, lots of good act because... That actor, Jonathan Price, is like a fantastic actor. And like just seeing him like having to play a tour guide and like this skeedy <laughs> teen movie guy. But there's like like I wrote in my notes, there are only five British actors. Like if you watch anything actually filmed in Britain, 
You're it has the same people. Yes, yeah. From Game of Thrones or Downton Abbey or Harry Potter. Because like the the creepy twins, the creepy twin girls in this yes. movie, the guy that played their dad, that's Toby Jones, who's like this awesome character actor I, who was I, like I in do Sherlock. vaguely recognize him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he's in tons of stuff, but like, yeah, like he was in one of the episodes of Sherlock, the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock, where he was like this super creepy bad guy. Well, okay, how did you feel about Amanda Bynes' uh, British boyfriend? Oh, God, I, I hated him. <laughs> I loathed him with every every ounce of my being. Like, his stupid, stupid hair and his stupid, like, leather choker and his stupid acoustic guitar. And then the fact that <laughs> I mentioned to you, he, he looks like somebody we both know. <laughs> we'll and I was remain just like, I nameless. We're not bringing who, that name oh, yeah. into this podcast. But uh... Absolutely not. But, like, it just, I was like, oh, God, I can't unsee that. It makes it, it, just, it makes him... Because until I realized that, because I was like, okay, he has stupid hair and a stupid choker and a stupid acoustic guitar. But I was like, oh, he still has a British accent. He's still kind of cute. <laughs> and then when I like, his character was just so annoying. And then when I made that connection, I'm like, oh, I hate him so much. Yes, he was only- his character was he, really yeah. dumb. He was only missing the frosted tips and some puka shells on like, that. He had so much gel that the way the light caught it, it looked like frosted tips anyways. <laughs> Just like that ski jump, like severe coming to a point at the front of the head. Oh, oh, he was so, oh, I hated him. I hated him absolutely. We're introduced to him as he's the dude sitting around playing an acoustic guitar to nobody because nobody really wants to hear that guy. Hey, do you guys know Wonderwall? <laughs> Yeah, at the hostel, like when she first shows up to London and stays like in a hostel. He's working there, but then he also works in a wedding band, but then he's also a valet at like some posh regatta. And he has posh family connections who paid oh, for yeah. his schooling. So he's kind his... of slumming at being the reception person at the hostel. Yeah, because his mom was like some society debutante right. and then got disowned because she like married a person of color. He was like of, yeah, he was of ambiguous ethnicity. So, but he did mention like, oh yeah, um, he's like the mixed race grandchild or something said mm. and then but then he said the grandparents took pity on him and he went to all the posh schools and all right. the posh things but then he's like oh i realized the hypocrisy of it and then i gave it up so i could like park cars and play my guitar at a hostel i'm like mm -hmm, sure sure yeah exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to ask this, given the age demographic. Actually, no. <laughs> Andrew, were there any Mila Kunis's or Maya Rudolph's in this movie for you? Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> was it the stepmom? It was the stepmom, wasn't it? No. Or was it, was... it Kelly Preston? Sorry, <laughs> I'm answering for you. <laughs> no, it was uh, Michelle Branch. Hundred percent, huge crush on Michelle Branch back in two thousand and five, which was totally inappropriate even in two thousand and five. 
<laughs> so your your crush in this movie came from the end credits. Yeah, even the end credits. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it oh it wasn't Amanda Bynes because we've seen her before, and yeah, yeah her her acting because she did some dumb. Uh, she was goofy... less hammy. Yes, this. but there was, she was still... still some of it. Pratt falls and goofiness, yes. but it wasn't like she didn't do any bad Mexican accents in this one. Like, yeah, but so like Amanda Bynes, no, and she's also she's playing a seventeen-year-old, so oh god, true. no. She probably, yeah, she was very cute in this movie, though. I was like, I was kind of lamenting her, her subsequent downward smile. I was like, oh, she's so cute. Like she could have had such a career, but. And yeah. okay, the other one. This is just for comic effect. The creepy twins. Because <laughs> it was they were so creepy. They were so creepy that they both talked in unison and saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and when you first saw them, they were they were done up like the ugly stepsisters. That's too. true. And then Amanda Bynes did a makeover on them, and so all of a sudden they were cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then they met another set of creepy twins to hook were up they with. Were they twins? Like, the boys. Were oh, they... they were twins. Okay, I, I didn't pick up on that, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was so... like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> the creepy twins, after the makeover, were my Mila Kunis's. <laughs> oh, 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 I have another one. I have another one. <laughs> okay, who? I just... Because in this movie, they had doubles of the, of the entire royal family. They had, so yes, they, they had did. a double of Prince William, but this is when it was like Prince William was at peak hotness, like when he still had his hair and was so, so dreamy. They only showed him ever so briefly, but I was like, that's, oh, very they, did, they had good casting for those doubles. I think all of them were pretty good. Like the queen was excellent. And yes, yeah, actually, Harry, yeah. Will and Charles. The Char- I mean, the Charles actually had so- a line, so obviously it it was like took you out of the illusion. But <laughs> but yeah, Amanda Bynes' mom, uh, very attractive. Kelly Preston, she's yeah. so pretty. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, just not not my vibe. I'm trying to think. I saw Kelly Preston in something like some really old '80s movie that I watched recently. Twins. Oh my With Arnold God. Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was one of the the love interests. Okay. Oh yeah, she just died. I forgot. Oh, like two weeks ago, I forgot about that. Oh wow. Yeah, she had. I think she had breast cancer, and then like had been keeping it out of the press, and then yeah, they said that she passed away. I forgot about that. Oh no, I'm sad. Oh. I'm sad again. <laughs> this is a sad podcast. <laughs> yeah, because she was married to. John Travolta. Oh, that's right. Huh. Okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> just oh, no. d- I died down right the out energy. there. Yeah, <laughs> that sucked the oh. energy. Okay, let's move on. Uh, hmm. Okay. It, it, I mean, we're, we're having a hard time finding like 90s movies, but I think, I mean, we're 20 years past the 2000s. <laughs> so there was definitely a lot of like of the era very 2000s type 90s carryover stuff like the fashion like the fonts even Mm. in the credits yes like butterfly clips skinny eyebrows like oh yeah we've already talked about the frosted tips (laughs) (laughs) and spiky hair all of amanda bynes clothes like the bell bottoms like that was during the bell bottom revival 
Mm. Which is almost coming back again. That's how old this is. So 20 year cycles, that's coming back. Oh, bloody hell. Um, yeah. Oh, the, the evil stepsister wore these. It was a very specific to this era. <laughs> that oh. look, which was like cropped, like capri pants, but longer flared plaid pants. I was like, holy shit. Those, <laughs> those pants had a very specific moment. Okay, well, since we're breaking it down for millennials, there was things like uh, when Amanda Bynes leaves, her mom finds out by listening to uh, like a telephone message that was recorded on a cassette recording machine. Oh didn't... yes, and we were trying to figure out if it was an answering machine. I think it was an answering machine. I, it wasn't like she recorded on a, uh, a portable cassette deck or something. It looked like an answering machine to me. Yeah, I don't know, because like the mom's a musician, so I thought it could have been like a portable cassette deck. Either way, like you don't write your mom a note. Like, <laughs> yeah, you that's leave such, it. seems such an unreliable technology to get that in important information across. No, no, Jessica. Everybody relied on cassette tape recorders for answering machines back in the day. Well, for answering machines, yes, but what if it was just a cassette recorder? And what if she recorded over it by accident? <laughs> I guess that's possible, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then there was a part early when I guess Amanda Bynes is kind of explaining the mom's backstory and Colin Firth's backstory and how they hooked up at the beginning. And so, because it's in, what, Morocco, <laughs> I just said, when did the Nazis show up? I know, it was totally a set piece from Indiana Jones. <laughs> like, it probably was the same set. Like, I don't know where that set lives, but... Right, and because they were using... It's some stock, back lot in California yeah, desert, yeah. Uh, stock music that gives the vibe, and it, it really did sound like something out of Indiana Jones. I'm expecting the Nazis totally. to drive over the hillside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's he's just over the next hill. <laughs> yeah. You bring a gun to a knife fight or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, now I want to go watch Indiana Jones. Now, okay. <laughs> I watched, I rewatched all of them not too long ago. They were on TV. Oh, Harrison Ford, circa mid '80s. <laughs> also peak hotness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Oh my god. <laughs> he was the guy. I mean, he was in yeah. uh, the star in so many movies <laughs> from the eighties and and nineties. Seventy. Well, seventies started in the seventies. Like Star yes. Wars was seventies, right? Fucking Star Wars. Oh goddamn! Yes. Yeah. But that was that was like his shot to stardom with Star Wars, obviously. It was. Bad. There. There's a movie. Before that, from from the seventies, where he's not the star, but he's in it and he's pretty good. He wasn't famous at that point. It's called uh, the Conversation. Oh, I've never heard of that. I thought oh. you were going to say American Graffiti. No, 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 no. It's called the Conversation, and maybe I'll make you watch that because even though it's not, I watched it as a teen, so technically right. I can claim it as one of my teenage movies. <laughs> sure. Gene Hackman was the big name. Ooh, yeah. Prestige. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's a good suspense movie. I've Pretty never cool. Heard of that. Oh, okay, okay. I'll have to cool. dig it out. 
Oh my god. <laughs> like, it's been so hard to find movies, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, might be hard to find. Oh, um, an another digression as we yes. speak of old movies. You know how I bought, like, a bunch of DVDs, like, in the bin at Walmart for, yes. like, potentially to use? None of them work on my DVD player. <laughs> what? I'm so disappointed. Yeah, when my cousin was here, I was like, oh my god, look at all these sweet old movies I have. And we tried to watch them and just, like, they just do not work. Oh, that's Like, weird. they get stuck at, warning, FBI, do not copy this movie, and then... Oh, that's bizarre. Then, like, the one of them had just jumped, skipped the menu, went straight to the movie, but then just kept lagging and lagging. Oh, it sucked. Well, this is, this is something that nobody really took into account back in the era of CDs and DVDs, is that they do have a shelf life. They are not built to last forever. No, but they're brand new. Like, I had to take them out of the plastic. <laughs> brand new to you, but... Uh... No, like, literally brand new, like, out of the bin at Walmart, which is, like, they do manufacture them new, but I think they just manufacture them in such a way that they're not backwards compatible with my DVD player, which is probably 20 years old. <laughs> I, think, I think those copies of movies have been kicking around a long time to end up in a bargain bin. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> or it's just it's just so cheap to produce them. But yeah, so, I mean, I think they might work on your... Actually, we haven't maybe. tried any of the new ones I bought on your DVD player. Well, yeah. they, were, they were all legit from the vaults vintage <laughs> that we watched <laughs> on your DVD player. <laughs> and that one worked. I tried 10 Things I Hate About You, and that one worked on my DVD player. It was just the newer ones for some reason. We've got no track. What do we do? We've got not track. Oh no, we've got not track. Let's reel it in. Gotta get back on track. Too sweet. Let's get right back to the show. Anyway, so many digressions today. <laughs> Oh, there was a, a kind of a funny line that stuck out to me is when the horrible fiance, do you remember her name? No. <laughs> I want to call her Duckface because she was Duckface from Four Weddings and a Funeral. That's oh. who she was. I was like, oh, she's so fucking familiar. So I Googled her and her name wasn't familiar, but her like her filmography, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen her in all of these things. Well, when Amanda Bynes shows up and she's quickly trying to find ways to get rid of her. She has this hilarious lines that, that they might find triple sixes on her skull if they look. <laughs> because- I mean, to me, she has six, a point. Six, 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 then like, Mark of the Beast. Yeah, like, I mean, this girl broke onto their property and they're just gonna like let her stay. Like there's zero proof. Oh, I guess she has the photo of him as a young guy, but like, Colin first just like, she has my eyes. And it's like, you're not gonna do a DNA test. And then like, eventually he does call Kelly Preston and then she's like, oh my God, is she there? And I'm like, like you guys haven't talked in 20 years or 17 years. Yeah, and... there was a lot, there was a lot of plot holes in this movie, <laughs> which I think maybe might've ended up on the cutting room floor. I have, I have a feeling that there would be some deleted scenes that would explain this, but. As we streamed this, we will never know. Right. And another theme that comes up is the drinking of milk. <laughs> is, did that just jump out at you because of lactose intolerance? 
maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm not one to drink a glass of milk, but I, I find <laughs> it's pretty common in. <laughs> I'm also I'm also thinking this might stem back to like grade 13 English class of my teacher trying to make us believe that Wuthering Heights had this window motif. And we were like, no, no. Just because she talks about a window a couple times in a 500 page <laughs> book, it's not a window motif. We were not buying it. So this is this is my window motif, is the drinking of is milk. Is milk? <laughs> yeah, she drinks milk one time in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And I'm gonna be all over it in every movie. <laughs> I mean, fair, it's like Jeeps. There was no Jeep in this movie. There were motorcycles though. That's true, no Jeeps. But yeah, England isn't a the, Jeep, isn't Jeep country. You wouldn't be driving No, it's, it's it's Range Rover country for the posh no, set. True, but not the Jeep brand. Yeah, not on the street. That's like on your, the, your Scottish estate or something. Oh, one thing, talking about cars, is that you knew that he was super posh because the doors opened the other way from the back. Oh, he, in the like town car. Yes, yeah, when he was being oh, okay. chauffeured. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the back doors didn't, you know, the hinge was at the back of the, the door. Yeah. Which I always think is super upper crust. I'm trying to think if all the, the black cabs in London open backwards. I don't think they do. This movie also made me really miss London. <laughs> I love London so much. <laughs> when you were in London, did you, or in England, were you mostly yeah. in London? Which time? Oh. <laughs> I mean, when you were, like, you actually lived there for a bit. Yeah, when I lived there, I didn't live in London. I lived in Brighton. So, but that was like this exact, it was like, it would have been less than a year like after or the year after this movie came out mm. when i was there so like very specifically this era yeah like last summer i was in london oh i miss going places <sighs> oh yeah I, I mean and they actually did film it in london they didn't like just film it on like a sound stage and pretend it was london <laughs> like use body <laughs> doubles like in wayne's world too <laughs> which i also yeah. just watched Wow, I can't believe they paid for us to go to London. I thought they would just use some body doubles. <laughs> and they're totally different sized people. And dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and like, stock photos. Well, that, that was something I did make a note of, how every stereotype of London was crammed into any scene oh, yeah. when they well, were like around the... town. Yeah. When she first gets there, she's like on the top of a double-decker like sightseeing bus and they go past every, like, there's Big Ben and there's Buckingham Palace and there's St. Paul's Cathedral. <laughs> but I, 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 it bothered me when she went, got, went on the bike with like the guitar boy and like they were in this sort of like grungy market that was supposed to be, you know, grungy part of London, but they were like right on the River Thames. I'm like, excuse me, that is Embankment Station. That is not the grubby area. Like they were trying to pretend like they were in Camden and I'm like, you could have just filmed in Camden. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. And then I had to ask you because at one point she uh, hops off a London double-decker bus that oh, is yeah, well, still, still moving. moving. I mean, it's moving slowly, but doing something like you would do in, uh, 
I, I assume San Francisco off of yeah, the like street a trolley, car. like the street yeah. car, yeah. Yeah, and and I, I which said, I also probably isn't a thing, like especially in the states, <laughs> they're obsessed with health and safety on those kind of things. I mean, that's just in movies and like Full House theme song. <laughs> yeah, so because I asked you, do you do that in London? And you said absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, like, and that was, well, maybe because, I don't know, that was an old style bus, because now the new style buses, like, you have to wait for the driver to open the door, like, mm. <laughs> to get off. Or, like, you have to, like, tap your Oyster card or whatever to get off. Like, oh, right. So, well, I mean, that's now. This was 17 years ago, but I was there 17 years ago, too. There was no jumping off of a moving vehicle. Nobody wants <laughs> yeah. that liability. <laughs> yeah, Kills, exactly. like, American child. <laughs> that's an international incident. Right, because she would jump off, look the wrong way for traffic. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that is, that's such a real thing. Yes, it, takes it is. It so long to figure out that, like, the streets have, like, painted on it, look left. <laughs> like, or, like, look right or whatever, like, depending where you are. Yeah, so well, it's the same in Australia, too. Because when, yeah. when we've been to Australia, you have to be super careful. <laughs> look both ways. Yeah. Yeah, you're just gonna get smoked by traffic. Exactly. So Jessica, do, are there some other stereotypes that stood out to you? Oh, well, obviously there was the montage, right? Like yes. When... Montage. Montage. It's a montage. Montage. It's a montage. Montage. It's a montage. Montage. <laughs> they gotta have a makeover montage which like you would have assumed it would have been her getting posh right like that would be the perfect situation but no it was when uh it was after the regatta when she that creepy dude like tries to like grab her butt or he's like feeling all up on her like he's like rubbing her fabric or whatever and right. she shoves him into the lake and then so the the paparazzi start like trying to take pictures and so uh, Colin Firth like grabs her, steals that kid's motorcycle, <laughs> the guitar kid's oh, motorcycle, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's their parking cars parking. in the ballet. <laughs> yeah, so they hop on his Brain motorcycle. the size of a planet, parking cars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not the size of a planet, the opposite. And then so they speed off a ways before all the paparazzi so they can't catch up to them or take their picture. And then they end up like they're just like in a park in their bare feet, which gross, like in a child's playground with bare feet. Like there's going to be so much feces and like broken glass, probably. Like This signifies the moment when Colin first starts to like lighten up and become like free spirit or whatever get in touch but they with go they go back to the the fake market at embankment station <laughs> right. where there's all and they're like "Ooh, let's get henna tattoos and then buy leather pants and like and try on all these different clothes yeah <laughs> wait no am i confusing it was there two montages because she no, went no. there with the guy oh no the montage happened when she was with her dad because she yes. yeah yeah so it was totally the montage <laughs> i was like yes Montage. <laughs> oh wait, are we confusing the two scenes? One the, of them had music and multiple outfits. I can't remember which. That no, was, it was with I think boyfriend. it was with her. Do we have to watch this movie again? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I'm totally gonna watch this again on my own time. Not right away, but 
now when I see it, if I come across it like on TV, I'll be like, oh, I love this movie. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, there was a very specific montage. Right. <laughs> of her trying on a bunch of different clothes. And he got some cool retro <laughs> 70s clothes to Leather take pants. home. And yeah, rock out at home <laughs> in front of the I know, mirror. I, was, I know. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Because it was like him squeezing into these leather pants. And I'm like, I should probably enjoy this, but I do not. <laughs> and then and then he's like air guitar in front of the mirror, like full on. But like Mick Jagger, though, I was like, I find this very amusing because it was very well done. It yeah. was cute. That's committed acting. But that was sort of like the beginning of like their well like I mean like we said she had daddy issues through this whole movie but it was like weird especially because they just sort of met but then they had yes. this weird father daughter energy that kind of started at her debutante ball too where oh. I was like really you're just being like you're wearing a white dress you're being escorted by your dad that's all very weird to me oh yeah at the debutante ball. She gets all upset and she's like, this isn't the life for me. So her and her mom go back to New York. So then obviously her dad who, oh yeah, we skipped over the fact that he was like, had a seat in the hereditary house of Lords and then gave yes. it up to like run for an MP, like an elected MP. So having this daughter was like the scandal. Yeah, cause yeah. he was really angling to be maybe the prime minister. Yeah, probably eventually, but the, yeah, he was running to be like an MP and all of this like oh you have a love child that's why the paparazzi was all over him like it wasn't exactly just... scandal yeah yeah scandal a very english scandal or whatever but anyway so he gives that all up he's like i'm dropping out of the race to be an mp my family's more important blah 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 he shows up back in new york while they're working at a wedding so kelly preston's singing amanda Bynes is waitressing and he just shows up and he's like like I said, this movie came out the same year as Love Actually, and the speech he gives her is basically the same speech he gives like the Portuguese waitress in Love Actually that he falls in love with, but who is like more age appropriate and not his daughter. Yes, the, he's just like the he's like was, oh. staring at her, and he's like, "I love you," and it's like, okay, that's not how a father says "I love you" to their daughter. Yeah. Like, it was very weird. Yeah, the energy was really bizarre. Yeah. And then they, they get their father-daughter dance, which was like the thing that was like the running theme. And then he's like, oh, I brought you a present. It's kind of a big present. And then like up pops Guitar Boy. And I'm like, <laughs> who is this kid's parents that just like let him get on a transatlantic flight with a strange man, like a disgraced yeah. politician. Like I'm like, so much Epstein. Like, yes, exactly. Vibes again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? So terrible. And then, yes, it, it, it comes all together at the end in this beautiful bow. Yeah. Colin Firth is back with Amanda Bynes' mom, and they're living in England now, yeah. and the horrible people are out of the family. Colin Firth's cool mom. Uh, she was amazing. Yeah, who's like, what, where, where, where was her being mm. woke when they got rid of Kelly Preston in the first place? I, they implied that she was all like, tut, tut, yeah. tut, no, no American musicians in our family. And then she's just like woke <laughs> through this whole thing. She's like, oh, she, you got a love child? She can <laughs> she stay here. She was probably my favorite character. I'm sure she's a great in, kid. Oh, uh, Colin Firth <laughs> was actually pretty cool, too. I, I liked him. But but his the character that was his mother yeah. was pretty amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's like a lot of good performances too. Like I said, like good actors in this movie. Exactly. Not Brazilian soap opera stars or whatever. <laughs> but so, and it was sort of believe. Like I mean, even though it was really crammed in there at the end. I mean, it was sort of believable that Colin Firth and Kelly Preston would get back together because they yes, never stopped she, loving each she other. She had never really moved with, on. Right? Yes. It was, they were manipulated. So. They were tricked. Yeah. Yeah. So did did you like this movie, Andrew? I will say that I liked this movie. <laughs> I don't really want to see it again, but it isn't like some of the other movies where I really don't want to see it again. DJ Cinderella. <laughs> our, our but bar is I so did low. actually enjoy this movie, mostly because that Michelle Branch was in the <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> oh god, that's so weird. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm into it because of Duncan Sheik. It was certainly, compared to the other movies, you know, obviously the budget was there, the acting was better, the actors were good actors. For a teen movie, this was pretty good. I, yeah. I liked yeah. the movie. Don't want to see it again, but I liked it. Me okay. too. So, <laughs> Jessica, where can we find us on the internet? Uh, the internet. <laughs> Still funny on Instagram and Twitter at Swimcast, S-W-Y-M-C-A-S-T, or email at swimcast at gmail.com. Great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stick around, everybody. After the closing theme, there'll be a feature song and there'll be outtakes because we always have them. Several today. Oh, so many outtakes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Pip-pip cheerio. All right. Till next time, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Toodaloo! Stermonics here. Thanks for sticking around to the very end. Today, I have a special treat. Friend of the show, Mr. Rust, recently released a new album entitled Synesthesia, from which tracks were featured in the soundtrack of this episode. Mr. Rust's albums are available on Bandcamp and Spotify. There are links in the show notes. Now, let's listen to the title track, Synesthesia. First I have to make a, a motorcycle wheel sound. Okay. And then that's the starting on the song and then you have to sing. Alright, you do that. Thank you.
Okay, so... Oh, 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 turn the sound on. <laughs> why am I turning the sound on? This is a commercial. I know, but it's a commercial with Chris Evans and John Krasinski. Oh, Krasinski. <laughs> doing a Boston accent. Boston accent. <laughs> Rachel Dratch saves this commercial from being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> is this an American commercial? Yeah. This is good. <laughs> Sorry. I had seen it only on the small screen. <laughs> that counts as my cute boys, Captain America on the Hyundai commercial. <laughs> okay. dear all right okay so uh till next time i guess we're out oh fuck no that's no no we're not ending on that okay <sighs> all right so uh i guess we'll continue with season two next time <laughs> <laughs> no this is season two that's what i mean we're gonna continue with season two next time fuck <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I think that's gonna stay in though. <laughs>Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri-Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks, holograms so real you can touch them. Like, oh my god.